Welcome, guys, to my 40th podcast. Crazy. So exciting. So happy to be here. Anyways, today is the ABCs of behavior. Why should you know about the ABCs of behavior? What difference does it make? Well, listen in and you'll find out why it's important to understand the ABCs of your student's behavior. Hi guys, welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well-rounded person. And I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities, and I want to offer you hope. You will be a constant, caring adult in your students' lives, and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph, not only for them, but also for you. So we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care, social-emotional intelligence, sensory breaks, why are they important, PBIS, behavior interventions, MTSS, social skills, evidence-based strategies, and more. So listen in, and I have to say, Rita Pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students. And if you have not listened to her TED Talk on Every Child Needs a Champion, I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students' champion because we were born to make a difference. Let's listen in to today's episode. Don't forget, leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast, Spotify, Google, any of those um, podcast platforms. I would love to hear from you. And also join my Facebook group, Behavior Strategies for Class, and collaborate with other educators there. We would love to see you in our group. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. So documenting students' behavior gives your behavior team your mental health team, MTSS, the knowledge to know what interventions will work best with your students. And then once that behavior is managed, then you can move on to the next behavior. If that student is still struggling in another area, then you can focus on that behavior. So documenting is super important because then you can really see where that student is struggling. So I have a few students I can think of that this procedure has worked well with. So one of our fourth grade students, I guess he'd been in our school for a few years and he was just a very angry student. And obviously he did have trauma in his background. And so his anger was at everybody. He was angry at everybody. So it was everybody's fault that he's angry. And so one of our, obviously, was behaviors was trying to get him to control that anger. 
Like we still want to validate you're angry. You do have a reason to be angry, but we can't lash it out on everybody else every time the slightest thing goes wrong. So we were able to start documenting really when was it that he really got super angry. Like he would get angry in class and be rude, you know, to a classmate or sometimes yell. But that wasn't the the major anger issues. It was when he would blow up and it would be directed at a peer or be directed at a teacher and being able to document, okay, was this during recess? Were they trying to play a game and and he, no one was listening to him? Or was it during class, a writing assignment, and he didn't want to do it for whatever reason? You know, was it during lunch, waiting in line? When was it? So what was the antecedent? So what was happening before he blew up? And then, of course, his behavior was his outburst and his yelling and screaming and then what happened afterwards so we would get all of that documentation together and then be able to assess and figure out what is the best intervention for him was it teaching him social skills when is it appropriate is it ever appropriate so those type of things and those did help and by fifth grade he definitely had more handle on his anger. And so he wasn't really on any behavior contract anymore because he was able to keep himself in check and know himself more as well and what his triggers were. So that was exciting to see that growth in him. Another student, um, he's a second grader, who just eloped all the time, whatever it was. He was very emotional and he was one of our foster students who had been moved around a few times and now he's in a different school and and he was just never able to hold it together to stay in class long enough to actually do the work. So when he came to our school, he just ran all the time. So whether it was an an assignment, he would run. It wasn't usually at recess or lunch. It was mostly in class doing academics. So we would go through and assess how can we best help this kiddo. And thankfully, for the most part, he didn't run out of the school. He just ran out of his classroom. Obviously, both of those situations are not good, not safe. You know, a teacher can't be watching him running and watch the other 25 students in her class. So thankfully, we were able to go and support and work with him and teach him, again, those social skills and being able to become more self-aware. And what are the triggers that make him want to just run away? Um, So he was a tough kiddo, but we ended up pulling him from class because we had a behavior program that we could work with him more one-on-one to help get him stabilized, to help get him learning academically and what's expected of him. And by the end of the year, he was in the classroom and socializing and doing his work and 
asking for help. And I mean, it was just incredible to see the difference in him. But we were able to document and see where he was struggling the most and be able to tone in, hone in on that behavior. And so he was able to grow and learn how to better handle himself when he got upset. Another kiddo we had. It's very interesting. Most of these kiddos are second graders. So I'm not sure what it was. And this was at a few different schools that I worked with these kids. Second grade. Um, Apparently is this tough year for at least the kids that I've worked with. Um, Our other student, he had rage. He had the rage and he was the one who wanted to tear up the room. And whether it was time to sit down and do your writing or time to sit down and read a book or time to sit down and write out um, like a summary of what we just read. His was definitely more academic. It also happened at recess when things didn't go his way at recess he would refuse to come in and then he would just start running from there. That was definitely a lot more um, security and safety risk there. But again, we started documenting when is it that he gets so upset? When is it that he starts raging? When, you know, and then how can we help him learn and come back to You know, you cannot continue to be raging and freaking out and tearing apart a room every time you get upset or frustrated. And and he also um, had autism, so it was harder for him to kind of connect those dots as well as to really understand himself why. I mean, granted, second graders... Yes, it's hard for any second grader or any little ones to really kind of connect why they're behaving that way. Like they can't really communicate. Well, it's because now I'm in my third foster home and I don't know these people and I'm in a different school and I don't know you people or I don't know how to do this work and it frustrates me and I don't want to do it. You know, obviously getting them to understand and communicate that for themselves is hard. I mean, it's hard for some of us as adults. So definitely as a second grader. We had another kiddo who would scream in class. And most of the time it was during academics. I don't remember exactly if it was math or reading or writing or social studies, what exactly um, the subject was. But he would freak out, go over to the corner and just start screaming and crying and saying he wasn't going to do the assignment. And I mean, and he, that would go on for like hours, or maybe one hour. Well, we did find out that that kiddo was having um, his mom was in a an abusive relationship. And so he was having trouble processing that and 
And we got to where he could call his mom and he would know that his mom was okay. So again, it's getting to know the student and also documenting when, when is he having the outburst? When is he freaking out? When is he getting so overwhelmed that he can't control himself? And thankfully, by the end of the year, same thing. He was doing so much better. He was learning how to express himself, how to use his words and say, this is really hard, or I need help, or sometimes it's, I just need a break. I'm being able to step outside and then come back and get back to work. So it's really exciting to see our kids grow and learn more about themselves and then more about how they really can behave. And obviously all their feelings don't go away. You know, their feelings of fear and frustration and um, anger, like they still have those, but learning how to handle them better is huge. And so that's documenting those ABCs. And then one more kiddo I'd like to share about, he would get angry and just start banging his head on the wall, on the door frame, on anywhere. And then he would shut down. So then he couldn't tell you why he was mad. And we would, you know, have to talk to the teacher and like, what was he supposed to be doing? Or what was he doing before this? And and a lot of his was academics. So, but again, this, that kiddo by fifth grade, he was not doing any of that behavior anymore. He would still shut down at certain times and get angry. But as far as banging his head on things, the walls, the doors, he didn't do any more of that. So we were able to help him learn different ways on how to express himself, which wasn't going to hurt him. So it's awesome when we can come together, have that documentation and be able to see how to best help your students succeed. So what exactly are the ABCs of behavior? So the A is the antecedent. So it's what was happening before your student got mad, got upset, started screaming, started leaving the room, started any of that behavior. What was going on before? And then B, what was the behavior? Was it screaming? Was it yelling? Did the student just shut down, refuse to do any work? Did the student run out of the room? What was the behavior? And then see what was the consequence of that behavior. Uh, Was he asked to leave? Did he go for a timeout? Did he lose recess or lose a special activity? Did he lose um, maybe iPad time? Or, you know, was it still holding to that expectation of you need to finish your work or whatever they were working on? in class. So having that documentation and we made a worksheet, um, like a table, like just a PDF and we could quickly write, you know, reading 
was the antecedent. Behavior ran out of the room. Um, consequence, timeout. And then back to work. Um, and then we would put the, the date and the time. And then usually how long it lasted. So we wanted to also document how much time were they missing from the classroom so that we could also work on do we need to just push in the classroom so they're not missing so much um, learning or was it more beneficial to get them out and away for a few and then bring them back in and and help them get back to back to work so those ABCs are huge if you have a student struggling and it's every day that the student gets mad or upset every day at this certain time. So I would encourage you to be able to use that PDF, make a little chart, and it's a quit documentation. I know, you know, sometimes it's hard to actually do it at the moment. And if you have support staff coming in, that maybe they can document it um, for you if you're not able to do it or however it works for you. But definitely getting that documentation will help help you better serve and help your students succeed. So you get a quick view of where that child is struggling the most. And you'll begin to see that pattern and see where you can reinforce support for him during that time or where interventions need to come in. Like we would have a group of students meeting with our social worker and he would go over those social skills of what to do when you get angry and pissed off and you want to, you know, punch somebody. How best to use, um, to handle yourself when you get frustrated and angry. So this is just another way for you to get to know your students and to find out how to best help them succeed. So the ABCs of behavior again are A, the antecedent, what happened before? B, the behavior, what are they doing? Are they screaming, yelling, throwing a fit, shutting down, running? And what is the consequence? Did they still just have to stay in the class? Did they still just take a quick time out in class and get back to work? Because obviously sometimes these kids, they know, they're smart. They know if they throw a fit and make a loud enough fit in class that they're going to leave. And we started to learn that pattern as well. And then we got to where, fine, you have two minutes out and you're back in. So they didn't get to continue to drag on and stay out of class and avoid what they were not wanting to do. So we still held them to their expectations of what they needed to do as a student and getting back to class. So again, documenting the ABCs of behavior helps you get to know your student better, helps you get to see where interventions and reinforcement need to come in and support that student. So I would encourage you to try this, to use this if you have some struggling students. But it's summertime. <laughs> So I hope that you are out enjoying yourself, refreshing and rejuvenating. I don't even want to talk about next year yet because, you know, it's summertime. So enjoy yourself. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support and all that you do for our students. They need you. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all. And I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have, being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, P-P-U, the number four, and U, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University bit.ly slash behavior ppu the number four and the letter u if you're interested also to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies there is another bit.ly link and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free the number six for free These will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out. And I leave you with this, that every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.